0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. But we also want to discuss some other stories like this one because it's been ongoing, it's been developing, but very, very slowly, and that is bringing ride-hailing to BC. We know that applications from companies such as Uber are being accepted starting September the 3rd. That's so not that far away. Whether or not there will be another enough drivers, though, well, that is another matter. Now, Uber has said earlier today that depending on the number of available and capable drivers, specifically those who have that Class 4 license as opposed to the standard Class 5, well, if we don't have enough of those, they said they may not be able to operate outside of Metro Vancouver. So, Let's find out more about this. Joining us is Uber Canada's General Manager of Cities, Michael Van Hemmen. Michael, thank you very much for being here.
1: Nice to be with you today.
0: So have you had a response from people who do want to sign up to drive for Uber?
1: Yeah, so after the, over the last four years, we've had uh, a number of people uh, provide us with their phone their phone number or their email address to say that they're interested in becoming a driver. And so what we did yesterday is we took that list and we emailed tens of thousands of people across Metro Vancouver to say the province has said that a Class 4 license is necessary uh, in order to ride share at this time. And so we've encouraged them because that process can take a a bunch of time that if they want Uber to come to Metro Vancouver, um, which we're hoping they do, that they start that process to get that Class 4 license as soon as possible. So that uh, should the Passenger Transportation Board uh, finalize rules that uh, can allow us to operate, that hopefully we would be able to be on the road with, with lots of drivers.
0: Is there any way to determine if some of the applicants already have a Class 4?
1: Uh, yep. So once drivers uh, provide us with their email address, we ask them for an image of their driver's license. Um, they upload, some of them have uh, Class 4 or 1 or 2, which would allow them to drive right away, but the vast, vast majority, similar to the vast majority of British Columbians, have a Class 5 license. Um, they have a safe driving history with that Class 5 license, the province has asked that they add on some extra red tape. And uh, so we were, we're telling people that uh, they, they need to start that process now uh, in, in Metro Vancouver.
0: So what does that tell you then, Michael, about what the potential rollout for Uber could be like here in BC?
1: So we know that uh, in Metro Vancouver, um, we're going to require uh, lots of drivers, drivers. Um, We're going to require thousands of drivers. The vast majority of people who drive with Uber do so occasionally on their own time. You set your own hours uh, and make money when you need the money. So most people do it, say, as part of their commute or in the evening after they've, they've, they've done uh, kind of their normal job because they've got, got some free time and want to make some additional money. And so if, if, that's, if that's someone like you or your listeners, uh, they need to start the process to get a Class 4 license now because because people choose when they want to drive. You need to have lots of different drivers to be able to fill all the times to provide reliable, affordable service for riders in, in Vancouver.
0: Right, so what I'm, I guess what I'm wondering then is, so do you think it'll be a slow rollout? Because how does Uber operate in other cities? Like when you've started operating in another city, do you immediately have lots of drivers?
1: So generally, it takes a little bit of time for us to notify the why drivers. Um, but we're more concerned about, uh, about the, that timing here in BC, which is why we're telling drivers, if you're interested to start sooner rather than, rather than later, don't wait for the passenger transportation application period. Uh, start that process at ICBC now.
0: Okay, so what about other parts of BC then? Like, I'm sure in Metro Vancouver you'll be able to get some people, but what does that tell you about Uber's operation elsewhere?
1: Yeah, so we're very concerned about uh, the ability for ride-sharing operations uh, like Uber's to be able to operate um, outside of the most densely populated areas of, you know, Vancouver and, and the suburbs. So we're engaged with the province but about the rest of the province and saying if we're wanting to bring ride sharing across B.C. to to, to be in places like Victoria, Kelowna, you know, Prince George, Comox, all those types of communities uh, of a size that we would operate in, in, say, in Ontario, we need to find a solution that ensures only safe drivers are able to get on the road. But it doesn't uh, put up a, you know a couple months process and a lot of red tape to drive the exact same vehicle that you're already driving on the road today.
0: Right, but if that's the rules, then and let's say in a small community like you know a smaller community like Kamloops, you've got a couple of drivers who have those regulations and want to do it. Will they be allowed to do it, or is Uber going to say no? That's not enough people.
1: So, we, so we want to we want to be present across BC. I'm a small town boy from the north end of Vancouver Island. I understand that transportation challenges are actually more acute in. Yeah. In the rest of BC, um, but at the same time, we need to be able to provide a reliable service. Because if you go out in that community in a small town, and you go have some beers with some, with some friends, and you open the Uber app because you need to get home safely, and there isn't a ride available, um, that's not a great s- scenario. Because you've won from a business perspective, you won't look at us again. But more importantly, you have just made a decision to to you know to drink, and now you don't have a way to get home. Yeah, so we he- need to be able.
0: Uber doesn't have a minimum, though. You don't have a, like a minimum number of drivers that need to be available at any given time in an area.
1: So what we have is we ha- we have a system by which we have enough drivers available that we can be confident that you'll be able to get that you'll be able to get a, ri- a ride reliably. And so we need the two things that we need to be able to launch in a in a in a community are rules that allow us to operate our business model and enough drivers. And so if we aren't able to to uh, Uh, get enough drivers who are qualified, uh, then that prevents us from operating in an area.
0: But Michael, with all due respect here, like I've used Uber extensively outside of British Columbia. I've used Uber uh, in Kona, Hawaii, or at least I've tried to, but I couldn't because no drivers were available because nobody was on the road. So Uber doesn't have like a minimum. You're not guaranteeing a ride all the time anyway.
1: Uh, that's correct. And so we try to avoid those experiences and to have service areas that allow people to uh, ensure that they're going to get a reliable ride.
0: But if a small town in BC does have like one or two people who want to do this, will Uber say, no, We're that's not enough, we're not going to operate there? Or will they say, sure, go ahead, we'll take whoever is available?
1: Yeah, so so there's a couple of parts to that. So one, it'll depend upon the pro- the uh, passenger Transportation Board and their uh, service area restrictions that they put on uh, to transportation network service. Com- sorry, companies like Uber. Right. Um, and then the second will be uh, to ensure that we have enough to have enough rides. Because what will happen is that if someone opens the app a number of times and there's no no trip available because that one or two drivers weren't online. They won't look again in that community, and then that the driver who might go on at different hours will be frustrated to find that there aren't any riders looking for them at that time. So, in order to keep the cycle going of riders looking on the app and drivers making money by 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 uh, driving, we need to ensure that that people when they open the app that there are drivers uh, readily available, uh, readily available to provide that service.
0: What are the next steps then here for Uber?
1: Yeah, so the next steps for us are really threefold. So the first is to encourage drivers to start the class four process. Um, because the province has laid that out as a requirement. Two, continue to engage the province um, on, on models that other provinces across uh, Canada have done so uh, have done to ensure safe drivers without, without as much uh, red tape while ensuring safety. And then three, um, engage with the Passenger Transportation Board on its process to finalize rules for ride which should be done, I'm being told, in, in mid-August, which would set the stage for applications in September.
0: Okay, I have a feeling we're going to be talking to you more then. Thanks, Michael.
1: I I hope we do, and I hope it's good news.
0: Yeah, me too. Thank you for that.
1: No worries. Have a great day.
0: You too. That's Michael Van Hemmen. He's the head of Western Canada for Uber.